Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouse. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. That's you, Susan. Good morning, Susan. How are you? I am doing well, my friend. I am doing well. So our guest is um, missing right now, and I'm a little sad about that because I was really excited to talk to this person today. Well, our two guests. So we'll just have to, we'll soldier on, forgive the pun, we'll soldier on without them. (laughs) Well, I think they're they're probably going to show up shortly. I mean, they, they just released a major, major album. Um, it's called R.E.D. Um, yep. Our boy Drew is who the combat, a combat veteran is Drew Hernandez, of course. Um, and he is a, also a music artist. He's been for the last few years, he's been doing comedy and, and having a blast with it. You know, what we've, we've described in our, our uh, uh, intro, if you will, so if people read about it to know what the show's about. <clears throat> He's been doing those videos for a while and having a blast with it. It's getting a it's been an opportunity for him to be able to uh, check it and and get some of his um demons, if you will, out of the way. And yeah. they've just and now he's taking a serious side, which is what's really got me excited. Uh our oh, yeah. boy Drew yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's, he's, he's coupled up with a gentleman called Charlie Hustle with the Hustle Standard. And, I'm so and, excited. Oh, 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 we've got somebody that is ready to come on. I believe it's Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Hey. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited that you're on the show. Hey, I'm Susan, by the way. Hey, Susan. How are you doing? And, and uh, Dale? Is it Dale? Dave. Dave. Dave, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Dave's in Germany. Oh, just going to put that out in the open right now. Dave is in Germany. We're doing this is the beauty of online radio and podcasting. Dave is in Germany. <laughs> I'm in North Carolina. I have no idea where you are though. Where I'm in the in, world are you? I'm in upstate New York. I'm in the Catskill Mountains. Okay, see, this yeah. is very cool. And Drew's this. down in San Antonio, right? Yeah, is he on? Where is he? Where's Drew? No, he's <laughs> we don't know. We can't find Drew. We've lost. He, he's a wall. He's AWOL right now. I think he's, 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 he's enjoying the fact that everybody is sucking up onto the, the, the R.E.D. album and they're downloading everything. Dude, it's, amazing. it's been so cool, right? What it is it? so 30? great. He sent it to me on Sunday, and I, I, I'm not kidding. With some of the songs, I actually started to cry. And I'm sure that's yeah. not necessarily what you guys were hoping for, but it really, they were moving. They were wonderful. I just, I was like, oh, my God, this is Finally. Also, I think it was kind of tears of relief. Like, finally, someone's saying this stuff. It's uh, out there. So finally, cool. people are saying what all of us say behind closed doors and to our friends, but we never say it out loud. But Susan, yeah, here's... Been, uh... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
but Susan, see, with us, with as military spouses, we're looking at the TBI, the traumatic brain injury, and the post-traumatic stress syndrome, uh, the post-traumatic stress disorder, from the outside looking in. Yes. And what is hard about a veteran, and I, I'm a veteran, but I'm not a veteran. Does that make sense? I was on submarines, so I did not see hand-to-hand combat. I did not have IEDs exploding around me. The scariest thing I had was the fact that we were deep under the ocean. You couldn't see where you were going, and we had a major hydraulic rupture, and the submarine was getting ready to sink to the bottom of the ocean, and we had to think really quick to get to the surface and then get the ship to a port so that it could get repaired. That's the closest I came to anything traumatic, and I still have nightmares from that because I was was in the control room when it happened. I would have nightmares from that, too. That's very traumatizing because all I can think of is how you were almost shark food. But (laughs) here... Here with with what what are veterans going through now the post nine eleven common very different well it's no it's not very different it's not very different it what's different is is that it's happening to our youth yes yes and they talk about it we have known about PTSD forever we have known about it it's been called shell shock. It has been called, you know, a a number of things, and there has always been a need for reaching out for help. And they started with World War One. They they created the American Legion. They created the Veterans Administration, and the VFW had been around even before that. The Veterans of Foreign Wars, and it, it was a way for the guys to keep together. They, they called themselves comrades in arms, but really what it was, was these are the buddies that you were there with. When things were exploding around you, when bullets were whizzing by you, when you were watching somebody right next to you having their head explode. And so I know I cannot, as a veteran, look these guys square in the eye and say, I know where you're coming from. Now, as a spouse... As the spouse of somebody who could be over there, my wife has that potential of being over there and having bullets explode around her, having her having friends die in her arms, and yes. I am scared of that, and I don't know what it's like. Watching 22, the video. Oh, the video. Saw, oh, my gosh. I was just sitting here oh watching my. it again this morning. Oh my God! Uh, Charlie, I saw that it. video just—it—it it really was moving. It was moving. It was. How many times? Did oh Charlie, my God, I, love, it. I, start, I cried again. I'm sorry to say that I cried, but it's because it really touched my heart. I felt like I understood something for the very first time. It was. Um, what, yeah. Were you, were you going to ask me something? Or, or yeah, was? I, I was. I'm, how many times? How many takes did it take to get that right? Because I have a feeling Drew directed it, and he was, I'll bet you money, he was very specific how things had to be. Uh, Actually, this guy, J.D. Riley, directed the video. We went down to Arizona and and worked with him. And it was really a collaborative 
effort. I mean, I had a lot of input. Uh, Drew had a lot of input. The director had a lot of input. Um, Drew really had a vision for the first half of the video where he's rapping to himself and you see sort of scenes of other things oh, going on yeah. and, oh my and all gosh. that stuff. And, um, and that was really powerful. And then we were like, well, where do we go from there? You know, cause the rest of the song is just in instrumental release. And um, so uh, we sort of tried to, and then I don't know, we were trying to figure it out, but I sort of had this vision. Uh, well, didn't have a vision, but I got the vision for the, the second half Um uh, a friend of mine, Freya Fox, helped with the um, uh, set design and stuff like that. And she actually, it was her her idea to have the lights coming on and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And, and watching um, you walk through the room was huge. Yes, I thought that that was really the part that got me the most was the friend being there, turning on the lights, just the imagery of it. It was, well, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, the, you guys did the very a wonderful first thing job with that video. The very first thing I thought you were going to do when you walked into the room there and started turning on lights and Drew is still holding the gun, I thought you were going to go walk over there and take the gun away. And you yeah, didn't. You know, yeah, and that was like so powerful. That's awesome. I'm glad that was powerful because I actually didn't really want us to have a actual interaction. You know, I wanted it to be more of a symbolic thing, you know? Well, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm not kidding. And I have, um, I lost a family member to suicide. So I think for me, the video really spoke a lot more to me. And, and it was just amazing to see it and to see just everything that you all did with it. I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Even though, even though I cried, I just, yeah. it was really moving. It really spoke. I mean, it just well, spoke amazing. so many words without saying a word at some point. Yeah, and that was really... just very powerful. Thank you. We really wanted to ha give, we, we didn't necessarily want people to cry. I mean, it's, it's good, but we did want people to have an emotional response to the album. You know, we wanted well, Charlie, to I cry over everything. So it's okay. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I'm like, I cry when I'm sitting there with my kid moving a turtle across the road. I'm like, you ever see that turtle, baby? You know, like, I'm crying. Hey, so I, look, I'm look who's really at emotional. the door. Look who's at the door. It's oh, true. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Drew. We're so happy to have you here. Pleasure to be here. I'm We're sorry talking I about you. We're talking about you. Is that okay? I'm sorry? I said we're talking about you. Is that okay? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes, thank you. Yes, good stuff. Okay, now, good morning, Charlie, Drew. how did you and Drew meet? What's up, buddy? Uh, we met, uh, I don't know, it was like six years ago or something like that. Drew, Drew reached out to me. He had, he had seen some music I made with Rob Bailey and okay. he really liked, I guess he liked the sound and the direction. And, um, he reached out for me to produce some songs with him. He was, he was <laughs> doing music stuff back then. And, um, that was different. It wasn't really, it wasn't like a, a Drew and the Hustle standard thing. It was, it was him just wanting some production done on some of his songs. And we worked on a few and they're out there and, and they're really cool. But um, uh, that's, I guess that's how we met. I'm not, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's how we met. Yeah, that and was we exactly it. I, Yeah, we stayed in touch first, through the years. When I, uh, when I first heard his sound, I noticed that how meticulous he is with the instrumentals that he uses with the instruments that he uses in his sounds. And that's when I knew like this guy, cause I, 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 when I first reached out to him, he was, he was doing me, uh, I was doing music 
and obviously he was doing music. But a lot of the producers that I was doing music with, they kind of just used instruments just to put them together, and hopefully everything sounds good. With <laughs> with uh, with Charlie, with Charlie, I kind of noticed that there was a spe- there was this specific thing that he was doing with his music that he was very aware of. And uh, using the instruments that he uses, it, it just all came together really, really well. So I knew that he knew what he was doing, and this was somebody I wanted to work with, which is why I decided to reach out. Well, I'm well, glad, glad that you did, you did because what you <laughs> what you all have created is is it's amazing. Thank you, guys. So I'm going to gush a little. I'm sorry about that because I seriously believe that what you all have done is absolutely amazing, and it's gonna it's gonna help so many people. That's the thing is it's going to help so many people too. And I love that. I, that's what our veterans do. They're always giving back. That's amazing Ever? to me. Like I can't stop saying the word amazing. And I really hate myself <laughs> with that right now, but it's true. Our veterans continue to serve, even if they're not putting on the actual uniform. We, and then they draw people into helping out and serving our what? communities as well. And I love that. I think that's what makes it. That's what makes the, the community unique small and powerful is yes. that the camaraderie never ends no, from the doesn't. military till after the military it never ends and everyone it, it, we're still in in that brotherhood like it, once you ets or you get your honorable discharge or whatever kind of discharge code that you get you kind of still hold on to that brotherhood and it's the one thing that actually saves lives um, yes. From speaking with a lot of veterans in my journey on the combat veteran, I've noticed that one thing that happens when uh, when somebody leaves the military is that they have this uh, lack of purpose, and that usually comes from the lack of communication that occurs once they get out. It's kind of like my buddies are still in, I'm out now. What do I do with my life? Yeah, and it's not yeah. that nobody wants to reach out to each other, but you know, life just plays the course and everyone goes their separate ways like when you when you pcs when you go from one unit yep. to a new unit you kind of make new friends you know you still you still try to keep in contact but you know life kind of plays a role so this that's one thing that happens once people get out is that uh there's that lack of communication and yeah uh, and that's why the community is so strong because we try to uh we, we try to re- reiterate that communication again because it, it does save lives. And, and once you have that communication, that foundation with your friends again, then then life just becomes easier. Yes. Now, Absolutely. one of the I things I'd like to talk to you about. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Susan. I, I, I okay. just wanted to I wanted to delve into some delve into some um, spouse issues. Yes. No, no, no. I can. Yeah, let's do that. That's way more fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. True. Because, and, I've, and the reason why I'm excited about being able to chat with you on uh, today is due to, by watching the videos, I love watching your videos. They are hilarious. And you. you get to touch on sure. things where I'd like to be able to say that too, but in, uh, in mixed quarters, I cannot do that because it's not politically correct. And as a comedian, politically correct goes out the window because it's, it's the genre. And I'm glad you have attacked it and have taken it on the way you have. Please don't stop. But I also <laughs> enjoying the fact how you're taking the serious side and you're going on to the PTSD and how it's affecting everybody. What 
I'm exceptionally appreciative of is how you're giving an actual song, uh, something you can work out to, something you can ride to and listen to and get a feel for what our veterans are, what our combat guys are coming back from, guys and gals, because when it comes to resiliency, what people are failing to recognize in the Army is that resiliency is not a cure. Resiliency is a vaccine, and it will help you get past it. But if once you've affected, once you've had that that something affect your 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 psyche, it did, and it's there, and it stays there, and you have to move on from that. And you're you're shedding light onto that so that us spouses who don't get to see it, because when our veterans come back from combat, they clam up. And they don't want to talk about it to us. And it and rightfully so, because we don't have the same language. And we can't have the same language. You have to be there. And you're attacking that head on and giving us, the spouses, a glimpse into what our loved ones are feeling, and you're helping us too. So your album's not just for veterans. Your your album is out for all military family. Right. Well, and it's funny you say that because I did get an email from a from a wife whose her marriage isn't really going too well right now. They're going their separate ways and get through a divorce, but she's kind of understanding her husband a little bit more through the music. Um, first, I want to I, 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 I want to tack on that uh, that. Um, when I first started a combat veteran, I didn't know how alike veterans are. Right? I, I really didn't know. It was something. I, it was something that I wanted to do with my friends, you know. And and I know my friends, and I just picked ten things that we all have in common: tattoos, cussing, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but then it, it, it kind of went around, and and everyone found them a, a piece of themselves in the video. So I said, cool. But a lot of the success that happens from my videos is is things that I feel like we might have in common, not something that I know we have in common. Um, but I think something that we might, and as I grew, as my popularity my popularity started growing, I started seeing like. Wow, there are a million people out there just like me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not alone. Cool. So I use I use that as my tool to drive a combat veteran forward, and that's the same tool I use when I wrote my lyrics. All I had to do was talk about me and my and my <laughs> situation. So many and so many people reflected from the lyrics and the emotion that Hustle Standard Charlie Hustle Charlie was able to produce in the in the music and connect with so easily. That's why that's why I, I the the album was like when it was completely done, I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because I, I know I can write music. I know I, I can write lyrics. I'm pretty good at it. And I know Charlie's amazing with it. But I just like I think when we first started the album we really didn't know what direction to take it. It was like, wait, so how do we do this? How can we do this honorably? <laughs> How can we do this respectfully? And, and as oh, we went, as we, and, yeah, and as we started creating the music, it was kind of uh, in a direction where it's like we started identifying, okay, 
cool. This is this is how it should be. This is this is this is the best way to do it. Because it sounds good, it's great, it connects. So uh so yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that well, pop in your ear, I was opening a beer. So, you know, what can I say? I'm in Germany, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm just um, having coffee. I feel so nice. <laughs> I'm having I'd my like coffee so I can sustain my energy through the day. <laughs> I'd like to add to what Drew was saying a little bit and say that, um, you know, I I think it early on, I was a little self-conscious about be, not being a vet and making this album. and yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I like yeah. to so. Yeah, so I was a little self-conscious about that. I have a cousin, Steve, who, who uh, toured Iraq three times, and, and um, so I talked to him about it a little bit. And I, I already have some sort of a following in the uh, military community with the Rob Bailey album I've done. It's, it's spread right. around a little bit. And so well, that's because you've got Matt Best loving your stuff. Yeah, right. So it's cool. So, so my cousin was just like, "Look, man, you're, it's you're gonna do important stuff. So at the end of the day, like, just stay true and 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 uh, you you'll be all right." And, but I think what is, and after we made a couple songs, I started to feel like, "Oh wow, we are doing something really powerful." And I think also, I think it's important from an outside perspective that I'm not a veteran and I made this album with him. So I'm sort of keeping the civilian perspective. And I learned a lot through the, through the process too. So, so I'm almost giving that civilian perspective and keeping the songs somewhat relatable, more universally, I think, and trying to bring in other emotions as well. Like, yeah, you know, uh, I've been through things, everyone's been through things and, and I'm not trying to, to, to um, downplay what anyone else has been through, but I'm also trying to say like, look, they're struggling. Maybe you don't realize that they're struggling, you know, like check this out, you know? So, um, yes, I, I, I thought I added some sort of value being a civilian and not being a veteran. You did. You really did. And, it, did. It's, and it was really good to see because I'll, I'll, one of the hardest things that a veteran has to deal with and, and it's while they are active duty is that, that fear at the end, even if you're not a combat veteran, changing from the military to civilian life. The only people that even closely have a handle on that is the spouse. And we don't have a handle on it because we've been running around with the military life, moving every two years with a permanent change of station. We have, we just, we go everywhere and, you know, we don't have jobs that are easily transferable from state to state so we're right there with our new veteran in trying to find a new job to get get a a a home for our families and trying to get you know settled down into a particular place it's not like regular world that, that that you know that 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 i know you know charlie because you when you got out of high school, you went and did college, perhaps, or you went and got yourself a job, and you moved around, and you, you know, every place you, every step you took, you did it at your pace. You did it at, at uh, on your time schedule, according to how you had it planned. In the military, you can't do that. You have to go by what you're allowed to do, 
and jump in, Drew, if if I'm if I'm making any mistakes here. <clears throat> you 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 don't have that ability to get somewhere and and say, okay, now I'm ready to start my life with the next chapter in the military the military member, and I'm speaking as a veteran here, because I never did find a decent job when I got out of submarines. I mean, who wants to hire a guy who knows how to, to drive a multi-billion dollar ship under the ocean without any eyes? You know, my job did not translate to squat. And it, and it was hard. It was really hard. I took it, believe it or not, the job I took right out of getting out of the Navy was produce manager of a grocery store that went under in a year. Wow, yeah. I mean, what was I supposed to do? You can't jump in. I got out as an E7. How do you jump into a, a management level position right out of the military? You don't hire for that. You have to start on the ground floor of something. And and veterans are stuck with having to do that. And it it, it creates a, a, a disconnect. It creates an emptiness. It creates that opportunity to sit there and 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 look at that that beer bottle and that whiskey bottle and drink a little bit and looking at that that 45 and just going you know what i should not have gotten out you know what i i'm not suited for this regular life i'm where are my buddies my buddies are nowhere to be found because they're still in or 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 they're dead or they're across the country. Now oh, I can make a phone call, but that's not, I need to sit here and I need to punch somebody in the arm. I need to wrestle. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to go drinking. I need to go pull a stop sign out of the corner. I need for somebody to tell me, Oh, don't do that, dude. Don't do that. And there's nobody to tell me that except my, my that's- spouse and my spouse is scared to hell to talk to me. And you know, that's, that's, that's exactly right. That's, Exactly right, and I think uh, uh, veterans, a lot of us, grow, go through that uh, that same deal. But what we don't understand is that the beautiful thing about living is understanding your trials, you know, your your errors, your mistakes. It's never been easy for me. I don't think I have an easy life now. I think I think I'm still trying to identify what it is my purpose. What what's my purpose? You know, and people say, you know, Drew, you have a huge voice in the veteran community. You're really impactful in the veteran community. That's cool. I love that. Hell yeah. But at the same time, I also question, you know, am I am I still at the right place? You know, am 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 I am I supposed to be where I'm at right now? What, yeah, you what still is, have to. You know, what, you still what have is, to put food on the table. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, what is this one day going to end? I don't. I don't believe this is gonna last forever for me. I don't have any hopes of this lasting forever. I have. I. I, I kind of take every day and roll with the punches as it is. I don't have tomorrow planned out, or next week, or next year, or the next five years. I don't have a long term plan. I can't live that way because I. I, I need to live in the moment. There was. There was well, one yeah. thing. Um, there was this one yeah. thing that. Uh, oh my God, he's a he's a he's a motivational speaker. He said he doesn't live in time anymore. He lives in the moment, and that made so much sense to me. Because when you start living in time, you start it, it starts becoming something. It starts becoming like a job. And I yeah. not, not to say that job is a bad thing, but it, 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 I feel like I feel like that when you live in the moment, you're so aware of what's happening for you at that moment that that you know life living life becomes a little bit easy. The hardship 
becomes understandable. You kind of you kind of say, okay, cool. I'm having a hard time, but I know I know this doesn't last forever. And when I speak to veterans that are having a hard time, I kind of always tell them, kind of always tell them, you know, you're always going to have clouds. Clouds they come and go. That's that's what the sky is, you know. Cloud, but the sun is always coming up. Just because you don't see the sun doesn't mean it's not there. There's just clouds there, and the clouds is going to move, and you're going to see the sun. So that's that's all the trials and tribulations are. That's just the struggle. Struggles is never permanent. I've been uh, my uh, my first six months with a combat veteran. I had no money in my pocket. I for the first time, <laughs> I actually no. I for the first time, I actually had to tuck my tail in and like ask my dad for money. And that hurt my pride a lot because uh, yeah. yeah. I had this whole plan, this whole operation planned out, and it failed miserably. And I had a great job in Iraq. I was happy in Iraq. I was traveling the world. I was a contractor. I didn't have – I'm a single guy with no kids, so a lot of the money just went to my pocket. Now I didn't have that anymore. I couldn't just go back. And I was like, well, what the hell do I do right now? What, what yeah. am I supposed to do right now? Like, this is crazy. I got to continue making funny videos. Nothing in my life is funny right now. But it, something clicked about it, and I, I said, no, this this has to work. It, it's going to work. It has to work. It has to work. And I went through, like, an insanity moment for the next four months, and mm-hmm. and a combat veteran, lucky for me, became a household name. But it wasn't because yes. I just – it I, I, I turned I – turn, I, I stopped living in time and I started living in the moment. Like if I had bills, cool. That's gonna have to wait right now. <laughs> my bills are gonna, my bills are gonna have to wait until I figure this out. Um, right. And, and right. that's how I, I sort of started living is just in the moment. And when you when you and I'll mention I'll say this when you when you mentioned it earlier that veterans are like clamped in even to their spouses. The comedy and it's been adjusted to. To, even if it's hard to listen to, it's something to talk about. Because once you start talking about it, that becomes easier to deal with. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, we need to take oh. a quick commercial break. And uh, when we get back, is it okay to play a track off of your R.E.D. album? Oh, please do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we, we will be back right after this 30-second commercial. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home... Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! Hi! I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Okay, we're back on Spouse Spouts, episode 41. We're talking with a combat veteran, Drew Hernandez. We're also talking with the Hustle Standard, uh, Charlie Hustle, and we're, we, we, they just dropped an album. It's called the R.E.D. album. It's huge. And I'd like to play a clip. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm going to play a whole track. And if you're listening right now, You've probably noticed that we rated today's show R, R-rated because of the possibility of having some uh, colorful words. Well, the, the the track that I'm going to play is a very honest and a very raw track. It's called 22. There's a video that associates with it as well. It is explicit. So if you've got some young kids, here's an opportunity 
just go ahead and hit pause or whatever you need to do and then go set the uh, uh set the kids off to the side all right do you, is there anything <laughs> you'd like to, you guys want to put in there before uh before we play the this track or just do it Drew, yeah just go for it I, if drew's got words yeah. i mean it's, it's yeah yeah let's just go for it here we go <laughs> Look at this mess. Why would you do it? I know now you regret it. Something was off. When I spoke to your mom, they said you were fine. I shouldn't be alarmed. I guess they don't know you like I did. Nah, they don't know you, but I did. You would have given them the shirt off your back. So why the fuck would you try to go out like this? You didn't suffer alone. You could have picked up a phone and gave anyone a call, bro. You weren't alone. This kind of shit here is selfish. You helped them all with depression. To them, you were selfless. Them, you was it. The last thing they would expect out of you was this. You were fucking legit. Remember the war, 2007. You remember that pain and how you wanted to end it. I remember you pointed that barrel straight at your head, but for some reason this time you couldn't lower the weapon. So I'm asking you why? What's the reason inside? Is the demons you fight that led you to suicide? What was keeping you up? Things you keep in your mind. Shit you see with your eyes. Where the fuck was your pride? Look at you now. Bro, you got a flag on your chest. I know that you're proud that 22 was an issue that we try to make fun of together. You thought if we made them laugh, then we laughing together. No matter your branch of service, you never surrender. But is it really how you want to be? Remember, because you're better than this. Remember, never go back. Remember, never give up. Nah, you never did that. You set the example, so motherfucker, get up. You got people here watching, this ain't an option, get up. Everyone here relates, they understand why you did it. But you ain't quitting on my watch, it's time you get up. Yeah. 
Oh man. Yeah, that's a pretty tough. Yeah, one. that's about <laughs> all I can say right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I gotta collect myself. <laughs> uh, so, Drew, as I was telling Charlie right before you got on the show, I lost um, I lost my stepmom a couple of years ago to suicide. So this song really, though not she was not a veteran, obviously, but suicide is something that really just it really just cuts to me, you know. So I love this song for a number of reasons, and I'm so glad that you all did it, and I love the video to it. And I just, I'm so thankful for you for addressing such a really tough subject. It's not easy to talk about. And I'm glad that you did. And it's not easy to to write music to. It's not easy about anything. Nothing about suicide is easy. And I'm glad that you really addressed this issue, both of you. Thank you. So thank you very much. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. welcome. You're very That's welcome. So I know, I think... I, Drew, did I send you this track first, or did you write the verse first? I had a verse written already first. Yeah, but I know I know when I heard it. There's a couple moments on this album where Drew told me the lyrics to the songs, and it almost it sort of scared me. It was like, oh man, are we really gonna like put that out there? You know? But I knew when they scared me, I was like, oh well, now we have to do them. You know, like now we really got to do it. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, well, man. I read yeah. this somewhere. Someone said it to me, and I don't know who said it, but I was told one time that you really should have the shit scared out of you at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, one way to, I don't know if that, I have the constitution for that, but yeah, <laughs> that's the from having, ever having to have Geritol. That's all. Yeah, exactly. But, um, that's me in the know. bathroom every morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let, let, let me let me let me just let me go ahead and bring a firecracker into the bathroom so yeah. that when I'm sitting down to do my constitutional, light that firecracker and I go, oh, yeah. okay, it came out. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, okay. I gotta remember, no more cheese at night. Ooh. No more cheese at night. Oh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so no, I wanted to, to ask you something, Drew, because um, I was a military kid. My dad was in the army. He uh, did two tours in Vietnam and uh, retired after 25 years of service. And we moved around a lot as a kid. I moved around a ton. But I ended up graduating high school in Germany. And I got to tell you something, okay? We were told as teenagers (laughs) that the scariest people on post was not the garrison commander, not not anybody who was in charge. It was always the MP. Okay. That's funny. That's I mean, MPs. We had the fear of death. Okay, the fear of God put into us as teenagers of because of the MPs. They were like, they will arrest you. They will ship you back to the United States. You will not see your family again. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to see them ever. Oh, oh, and then they used to do the dog handlers, uh, the MPs who were dog handlers used to come into our schools and do these, a, a show is a bad way, like a demonstration of why you don't go and pet the puppy, you know, because like the little kids were like, puppy, right? Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. go and pet the working dog because it will eat your face off, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you guys are really scary, by the way, okay? I'm not kidding. That- I was like, oh, he's an MP. And then teenage Susan was like, oh, he's an MP. Oh my God! No, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm one big teddy bear. I'm I'm nothing <laughs> near scary. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. It's, it was the same way when I was a kid, and I was, I was being raised in the Bronx. My mother, we always had this fear about cops in the neighborhood, yeah. and it's just that, that, that level, you know. Of, of, I think that's like another, I don't know, I guess, I guess fear uh, that um, um, avoids disrespect. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know what I it was. I know exactly what it was. You were, you were, you were like, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't fight them, so I'm going to join them. Let me be an MP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, <laughs> so when I, when I first, when I, in the army. <laughs> when I first oh enlisted, God. no, but it's serious. Like, and then the other thing was is that because we were overseas, MPs, according to the Status of Forces Agreement, they were the only ones that had any kind of jurisdiction with service members off post. And so if there was a domestic violence, uh, like a domestic disturbance, or if our cars were broken into, or I don't know, we were, into a, we were involved in an auto accident or a DUI, immediately the MPs would be there as well. Uh, and I always thought right. that was really interesting because they were always working very closely around our community with the German police, especially at DUI right. check. Always at DUI check. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, click it or tick it. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just yeah. always look at so that as ticket. I had to bring that up because ticket. I was like, well, this person was, you know, this person represented the, the scariest figure of my childhood. Not even, I never <laughs> thought my dad was that scary. And you're so fun to talk to. That's what's so funny. I'm like, wow, these guys are not scary at all. I think they were just uh, messing with you. <laughs> I think they were. They were overseas. And we could legally drink at a very young age. Yeah. I think they were trying to make sure we didn't get into any kind of trouble. Yeah, it's sort of the same thing as like, you know, if you keep making that face, it'll freeze that way. You know, I think they were just messing with it. (laughs) Yes. But it's true. Mine did. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Yeah, really mine gets stuck that way every morning. Charlie, you said something. Oh, I'm sorry. He was talking. What's that? Okay. Uh, so, Charlie, that? I love it. You said something that I didn't, um, I didn't, I wanted to bring back up again. You said, you know, that you felt that being a civilian, you, you know, you were a little, I don't know if nervous is the best word, or you had some uh, apprehension. Yeah, but I was I aware. Great. I think it's great that you're a civilian doing this because it's helping. We love to use this phrase now. I hear this phrase all the time. We need to bridge the gap between the military and the civilian divide. But that's exactly what you're doing. You know, as a civilian working with Drew, that's exactly what's happening. You guys are bridging that gap and you're showing that, yes, there are differences between, excuse me, the civilian community and the military community, but there are we have similarities as well. I mean, you know, I mean, we're all people. So, you know, and we've all, yes, we've all gone through traumatic things in our lives. Well, maybe not everybody. Some people haven't. They've led a very charmed life. But, um, you know, I think it's great to see you all working together because it really does help show that civilians are interested in what military service members and veterans are going through. And they have a desire to be a part of the the helpful process as opposed to just sitting back going, I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. And I, you know, the way I see it is I have family members that have served um, and I have friends that have, and I, I didn't. And I live in a country where I didn't have to. And because 
so many of our young men and women volunteer to do it. And I, you know, whether or not you agree or disagree with the conflicts that they're going to or what our policies are or whatever, we still have men and women out there volunteering to be those people to protect what we believe in in this country and to help the rest of the world at times and, and to do all those things. And I'm just, I'm grateful that I, that I didn't have to go do it, you know, that I had the choice to go pursue music. You know what I mean? Like, how amazing is that? And um, You're taking so on a different battlefield, dude. You're taking on a different battlefield and more yep. power to you, brother. Well, thank you very much. And, and I just, um, that's sort of where I've come from. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of civilians are not, don't have that perspective and aren't appreciative of the fact that in some countries in this world, you have to join the military or at different times in this country's history, you had to join the military if your number was pulled, you know? And um, so I'm grateful to, to to everyone that served and, and just on that level. And then there's a whole other levels of, of, of gratitude as well, but that's sort of where I'm approaching it. And I think that, you know, in our country, we used to, have a greater appreciation I feel for our our service members and at least um, maybe it was because there was a draft you know maybe that was the reason no. for being more, more gracious but I don't you, know I'll, I'll tell you exactly why the appreciation for today's military seems less than it ever has been for any other history of having military and it's called the ability to communicate in the past, when you had the greatest generation, which is the generation they called it from between uh, uh, World War One, the kids that were created when all of the soldiers came back and found their loved ones and just went humpty bumpty into the night, and then nine <laughs> months later you got yourself a new crew. Um, <clears throat> there, well, how did you? How did how did they communicate? You had. Radio, television hadn't even been started yet. Telephone yeah. was in its infancy. It was really hard to hear. You had letters and you had traveling across country and, and finding out from other people. But the American Legion got started right after World War One, and it was all word of mouth. And within wow. a week of these doughboys coming back from World War One, we had American Legion posts in every state and almost wow. every town simply by word of mouth because everybody was, constrict, was conscripted from all of these towns and all of these places. So like, like you were saying, you don't have, you weren't required to join the military, but back then they were. Yeah. So that's how communication, that's how camaraderie happened. And that's how, and, and, and the general population looked at seeing, you know, here comes, here comes Johnny Soldier walking down Breaking the up. street. You got, uh, uh, you got Johnny Soldier walking down the street, and everybody's happy, and they're throwing parades. Well, let's jump forward to Vietnam. We have Vietnam live on television. We have yeah. people's heads being blown off on television. One of my earliest, one of my earliest memories as a kid. You got to remember, I'm 57 years old. Okay. When I was in second grade, it was 1967 or 1966. 
And they on CBS News with Walter Cronkite live on television. I'm living across the street from the main administration builder, building of Eastern Arizona Junior College in Thatcher, Arizona. It's a junior college, a community college. We have kids running in and out. We're at the Wesley House. My dad is a preacher, or wants to be a preacher, and he's running the Wesley Foundation for the Methodist kids who wants to have some place to go. And I've got I've got these college kids using me as a football on the front yard, right? <laughs> I'm sitting in front of the television watching the evening news with Walter Cronkite as they bring us live information from Vietnam. And I watch a guy who had tossed me around not a month before, or maybe two months before, on the front yard. He's in the te- on television right there, and his head gets shot off. Seven years old. That's an early memory. Yeah, wow. That's the sort of things that galvanized the American public against war in Vietnam. So yeah. our veterans are coming back. They had no choice. Just like the World War One and World War Two, they were conscripted. They were told they had to be there. I'm telling you, it was rough. You got yeah. all of these Vietnam vets getting spit on. You, you know, My dad. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? You 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 make you form little groups of you, your camaraderie go gets together and you have a lot of you, you you do things similar to when you were in the bush and you're smoking dope because smoking dope was good in the navy or in the military back then and doing yeah. drugs was good in the military <laughs> back then and then you know uh, Henry Fonda rode a motorcycle in and him and Dennis Hopper and they called it Easy uh-huh. Rider. And wow, check it out. We had all those motorcycles over there too. Wow, everybody get on a motorcycle and let's wear. And then Marlon Brando is, you know, he's wearing a black leather jacket. He's a rebel without a cause with J- with James, uh, yeah, Jimmy Dean. Or no, yeah, James Dean. <laughs> and not the sausages. You know, it's they all bring, yeah, not the not the sausages. The the guy with the with the, car, the little car that went squash. And, oh, you know, <laughs> so you got all these veterans who are suffering from PTSD or shell shock, as it was called, called back then, who are dying because of Agent Orange, who are grumpy as hell because the VA is saying, uh, no. And you've got the American public who wants to spit on you, and thus the VA now has somebody, you know, the public doesn't care whether or not we take care of you or not. I yeah. mean, there's a line you have in one of the one of the songs, Drew, that I just love. How the VA is kicking out addiction right and left, and then making it impossible to get refills. That is so yep. spot so powerful. on. That is very powerful. But but yep. uh, but I'm kind of getting off the off of my train of my train of rant <laughs> here, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox. I uh, soapbox. It's I apologize. Okay. We love you. All right, it's yeah, your it show. You know, so go for it. <laughs> yeah, but you're our host. You're you're our guest. You're our guest. You <laughs> but anyway, no, I mean we've so we've got these. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving Drew some great ideas for some future subject matter. I don't know. But so jump ahead from Vietnam, where everybody hated us, hated the military. To oh, now, where everybody loves the military and they don't know why. And you've got yeah. 
You've got uh, uh, the, the big jump between now when we have Twitter, we have uh, Facebook, we have uh, Snapchat, we have Instagram, we have that new new one that's available for for the military members to actually be able to to chat with their family members in theater called Sandbox, the Sandbox wow. app. You've got oh, yeah, all of this stuff right. that's a, all of this stuff that's available to you now. So you don't have to do like I did when I was in on submarines and, you know, stuck with a 40 word message that came once a month called a family gram, <laughs> you know, so yeah. communicate, it's communication, communication, communication. Now, yeah. with that being said, why are we having a disjoint then between military and whatnot, between the military and the civilians and the rest of the world? It, it, Everybody has to be politically correct. Everybody has to look at Facebook and look at what's on the internet. And everybody knows that if it's on the internet, it's true. Facts. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's why I'm. That's why we're doing this on the on the internet. I, when I put it out, when I say it, by God, it becomes gospel. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thank God I've got a following that actually agrees with me, too. That's why I'm able to get sponsors. Anyway, uh, you, Drew, you, Charlie, between the two of you with OBD and with, with our boy Drew and Hustle Standard, you guys can also add to that and fill in the gaps and provide that connect between the, 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 the civilian population that does not understand the military members and the hell they're going through and maybe we'll get the general public pissed off at the VA and get them to get their shit straight so that the veteran does not come back with something that cannot be treated because there's nothing to be refilled. Yeah. Dude, I'm counting on you. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, man. I mean, that was a big reason, as I said before, um, that I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate all you said. It's, it's a really eye-opening, um, position, uh, uh, um, vantage, not vantage, what eye-opening position on the whole thing that I hadn't chronological, chronological way shit happened. Yeah. That I hadn't, uh, re- um, considered, you know, and, um, I think, what, what was important to me, and I said this to Drew early on when we were making this album, was to keep it relatable and keep it digestible by someone who isn't in the military, you know? So Smart. for that reason, for that reason, I wanted it to, 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 to not, A, we wanted it to be for the veteran community, first and foremost. But our second goal was to say, okay, let's bring everyone else in and show them to what's going on, you know? So... What was it that you I said, Drew, idea. on one of your pot, one of your spots? There was that wasn't, but thirty minutes after release, and you were already in the top fifteen of hip hop on iTunes. Oh man, the response has been crazy, right, Drew? That it's, is so cool. It's, it's wow, yeah, the response has been incredible. I really, I haven't seen a response like this from the community since like Range Fifteen, since they since they pushed for the movie. Array 15 that movie, and the veteran community <laughs> really got together to, to 
to chip in to make this movie happen. It, 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 that's what I that's what I feel like I'm seeing right now with the with the music and the album, and uh, and I knew it was going to be impactful. I knew the songs was going to be great, um, um, but they're really really taking it in. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. I hope I hope I wrote the lyrics right. <laughs> you did. With the lyrics. Oh, oh, you did. You did. You did. Oh. Hey, I've got an idea. What you got? My head is going to seriously explode off my body. I have to get this out. I'm so sorry for interrupting everybody. Have you reached out to the USO or Armed Forces Entertainment? We haven't yet. I, I, I Go did, on tour. I did, uh, I, did a, I did a little bit ago, um, not in regards about the music. The music is still brand new. It just came out yesterday. But I did because I wanted <laughs> to go out and meet the soldiers and, and, you know, tell a few jokes and stuff like that. And it, it just doesn't work that way with them. They, they're they not going to okay. look at, hey, a combat veteran, let's get them on a show. Cool. They, they, they're not going to see it that way. It has to go through agents and it has to go through the, uh, um. through the corporate so I got well. So I, I have a, a dumb question for you for there, Drew. Hold on, hold on, Dave. I had a friend okay, who used okay. to work for Armed Forces Entertainment, and I'm going to reach out to him and see what he has to Great. say. Great, would appreciate. Yeah. Cool. You're yeah. welcome. He used to do all the shows when we were when I lived in Germany as as a spouse, and uh, he used to do all the shows. Um, I mean, we used to get all sorts of people over. I mean, we had J Lo come over at one point. Okay, I was like, <laughs> what? This is crazy. Um, <laughs> But boy, she really placed a lot of demand. She was very demanding. And um, and uh, so yeah, we're gonna uh, let me reach out to my friend and I'll see what he has to say and I'll make sure I get that information to you. Really appreciate that. And you know what? And here's another thought that you might give a try to there, Drew, is the 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 video you did where you've got it's a picture of you and John Cena. The WWE. Go on tours yeah. with the USO. Maybe they could bring you with. Yes. Or maybe even get you into one of the WWE shows, and you could take on somebody like Daniel. There you go, Drew. Hell yeah. <laughs> that Hell would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to watch Drew run around the ring being chased by Rhino. That would be amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's a few people who will like to see me get sat on and thrown around and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm one yeah, of they them. All are, they're all high ranking. I uh, come off the top ropes. Yeah, yeah. Look, he flies. There's so many organizations though out there that do shows and 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 support. I mean, we could. I mean, I have another friend who works with the Chris, uh, the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation, and yeah. um, the. We're part of the military South Mafia, dude. Okay, so we know everybody. We are somehow. Actually, I think we know everybody. I'm the Dawn, and she's the Donna. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, but we have friends who work in a lot of organizations out there that support military families, veterans, spouses, you name it. And uh, I mean, this might be. I just I was sitting here listening to you guys, and I was like, wait a minute, like the light bulb. I wish you guys could have seen the light bulb. Just like it actually, I think it exploded <laughs> over my head. So, yeah, let me reach out to my friends and see what they have to say. I'll make sure I get you that information. Thank you very much. That would be great. Hey, got to take another quick 30-second commercial break. We'll be right back. I got another track I'd like to play, if it's okay with you guys, called Made My Peace. What do you think? Oh, fantastic. I love that one. We'll do that one right after the commercial. We'll just go right into that song. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ain't all 
chocolate cookie. Wasn't me. I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote. Or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. You're listening to Spouse Spouts, Episode 41. We're talking with the combat veteran, Drew Hernandez, and we're talking with uh, Hustle Standard, Charlie Hustle. They put out a new album called R.E.D. Here is a track from that called Made My Peace. Peace, you know, life ain't fair, so 
OBD and HS, it's the album R.E.D., and that track is called Made My Peace. We're talking with Charlie Hustle and Drew Hernandez, who is our boy, Drew. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Susan, <laughs> are, you, are you crying again? No, I'm not. I'm Good. No. Make fun of me for crying. You got choked up too. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I do it too. I miss it. I I wish I was still in the military. Even though I got back out, I got out back in 1983. I did nine and a half years on submarines. Got out as an E7. <clears throat> wish I'd stayed in. Oh my God! I wish I'd stayed in. I've been Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy right now. If that was the case. <laughs> If that had happened, I never would have met my wife. I never would have met Susan. I we probably wouldn't. This podcast would not exist. No, nope. mm, no, a lot of things would not have happened. I, I have to say though, I mean, my husband's eligible to retire in three and a half years. It's going to be interesting to see that transition. You know, um, the only job he's ever had is United States Air Force, and. Hmm. That's it. That, I mean, he enlisted, actually, as soon as he turned 18, he was still in high school. He signed the dotted line, did a delayed enlistment, so they, you know, waited for him to finish high school and graduate, and um, he went off to basics, and that was it. This is the only job he's ever had. This is all he knows is the military in his adult life. Wow. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he does with his transition, and now that we're at Fort Bragg, 
um, I've seen an, another change in him where he is, um, I don't know how to phrase this the right way. Cause I, I, you know, it's just, I'm not going to phrase this the right way. So forgive me. Um, I, I see that he has like, I can see how the op tempo has really impacted him and how he's just very, um, go, go, go all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like, yeah. Cause you know, it's kind of, I don't know if you were ever stationed here, Drew, uh, but Fort Bragg is, you know, this place is kind of crazy, so um, <laughs> we do well, like everybody here. You're fixing to go to Fort to uh, uh, Fort Bragg here uh, with a visit, just like you did. Uh, well, you've moved down to San Antonio, so going and visiting Fort Sam Houston was, was and, and visiting Bamsey was pretty much a, a given, right? Right. That's but you, uh, you also, go ahead. But yeah. you went, you've been to Fort Hood, too, right? Yeah, I have okay. been to uh, I have been to Fort Hood. I do plan on visiting the uh, Army information uh, here, so so yeah. I, it, it, like... it's, just about, it, it's a matter of coordination. Um, sometimes, sometimes you know, sometimes you gotta contact the MWR. Sometimes I get really stubborn and just do it right in front of the MWR. Hell yeah! <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So yeah. I was gonna say, have you, uh, yeah, have you had any trouble, any pushback with the MWR here? Um, in in uh, Fort Hood, I contacted them. Um, I wanted to set something up again. Um, they were giving me a date in September, and this was like two months ago. I was like, that's crazy. You telling me you don't have an available space over there that I can use? Cool. The next one's in front of the MWR. <laughs> we're gonna do this at the MWR. <laughs> just got to find where the where everybody goes to for you know the favorite watering hole just stop in there and you know hook up your own little sound system into their speakers and go for it dude oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely that is that is the plan <laughs> yeah you know, coming to fort bragg soon i would like to i would like to make that trip uh out there soon i don't have a concrete date yet but yeah I, there, is, there is a plan for that um, Susan, that well, is your I live challenge. Here. You're going to have to come and hang out, okay? I'm serious. I live here. I'm at Make Fort it Bragg. happen, Susan. Make it happen. I'm an Air Force <laughs> one. I don't care about anything I have to say. No, no. No, no, no. As people are going to find out tomorrow on Spouse World 1 to 1, your episode drops on Spouse oh, World you. 1 to 1 tomorrow. And they're going to find out that even though you're an Air Force spouse, you have great pull with the Army as well on Fort Bragg. Yes. So. I know that you need to go make this happen for, for uh, yeah, Drew and fun. for we Charlie. We can make it happen here. I'm serious. I know, we, I know we can make this happen here. It'll happen. Cool. I'm All confident. Right. How about I'm that? I'm counting on you now. I'm telling you. Don't let me down. Yeah. I think yeah. Don't let him down. I think about all the people and all the service members we have here. This place is huge. I've never, I've never been on an installation that is as big as Fort Bragg with as many people as Fort Bragg has. And they yeah. do crazy here. And Charlie, oh, yeah. Drew, you have now got an angel, Susan, <laughs> working for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
my halo's a little crooked, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this will be great. And it'll be, um, I used to work at the local newspaper here, so we can get you in touch with the uh, military reporter and have them do a story and everything. It'll be great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Are either one of you going to be in the Washington, D.C. area, say, between May 9th and May 11th, 12th? Is there a possibility you can uh, stick your thumb out and get there? I can. Yeah, that's a little too soon. That's next week, I think. Well, (laughs) hell. Y'all are so fun. There's a bus you could jump onto. You could do a bus. There are, I would not take a bus from San Antonio to Washington, D.C. That would be the longest bus ride ever. I would lose my mind. Well, we have a thing called the Military Spouse of the Year Award. It's an annual award. Uh, Susan was the 2014, or no, 2012 Armed Forces Insurance, 2013 Armed Forces Insurance Air Force Spouse of the Year. I am the 2016, last year, Armed Forces Insurance Army Spouse of the Year. And on uh, May, on Friday, on May 12th, I think that is, um, I have to turn over my crown. Oh. <laughs> well, and I was uh, actually, Dave, I was the 2014 uh, Joan Orr Air Force Spouse of the Year. That's it. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, congratulations. That's really cool. Well, thank you. We, but we're very actively involved in the spouse community. And I, like I said before the commercial break, we're like a mafia. We know everybody. And we're going to we're gonna figure some things out. I mean, we're They're listening a great to community us now. because it's a community. And we have a lot of pull here to get to, you know, spouses have a, a strong voice here. And we need to get you here. And maybe we can talk to, um, I don't know, some of the city planners instead and have you come to some of the events this summer. Yeah. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, Although it's really hot here in the summer, and I'm, I'm going to apologize if you guys come here this summer. The humidity, um, well, the humidity just makes you want to punch people in the face. <laughs> I, come from, I come from the cold. The cold makes me want to punch people in the face. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay that too. I don't like the cold. We used to be stationed in Nebraska and would get feet of snow, and I was like, uh-uh, I'm going to have to hurt somebody. we got to go. Uh, oh, yeah. Sometimes I see babies, and I just get the urge to punch a baby. Sometimes I get that urge too, and I'm not. Oh, anyway. (laughs) Hey, uh, guys, since RED has dropped and it is available on iTunes at 99 cents a track, it's only seven tracks long, so you can get yourself a quality, awesome workout album and something to play all the time. Uh, How do you get it on iTunes? How do you get it on iTunes? Yeah, where do we find you? You can well, find know. it everywhere. It's available everywhere on any marketplace online. You can find it, and it's yeah. pretty much if you go to a Google search, you you get the store link to just about anything that fancy your taste or where you can use to get your music from. We're there. What's the easiest? I, I just found out yesterday we're on Napster. You're on who? You're on Napster. Napster's still around. I, I yeah, they know that. this stuff. I'm yeah, but uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. amazing! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the easiest way to, to to get our music? Is that what you, is that the question? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
It depends what you do. If you have an iPhone, then iTunes is the easiest way. If you're on Android, then I guess it's Google Play. If you like Spotify, we're on Spotify. If you, uh, you're a title, if you're one of the 10 people that uses title, we're on title. Um, but, uh, and then if you want to follow us, we're always posting what we're doing. I'm, I'm at Hustle Standard across all social media platforms. And, I noticed um, that. Yep, yeah, and I think <coughs> Drew is at a combat veteran across everything, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much everything. Yeah, I need to do that with yeah. mine because I got weird ones all over the place. Yeah, no, you got to consolidate. I know, yeah. I know. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that, uh, that, that advice from you guys and make it happen. Yeah, me yeah, too. Make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> with with the hatchet hand and oh, make it happen. Yeah. With the knife hand. Yeah. Knife hand. What? Hatchet hand. Hatchet hand. <laughs> knife knife hand is just an, it, it's it's stationary, but the hatchet hand is moving. <laughs> but I use hatchet hand a lot, okay? Like I'm always using hatchet hand. <laughs> <laughs> what are some what of the husband, funniest? Drew, do you do this still now that you're not no longer in? But do you still? Okay, so like when my husband's on the phone and he has to you know get somebody, he's like, "Oh, stand by." Or Roger that, and he'll say things like that, and I'll just look over at him, and I'm like, "Stand by, Roger that." Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Drew, Drew still says all the stuff. Like he comes yeah, up yeah. to my house, and we're, we're, we're I live out in the middle of nowhere, and we'll be driving to breakfast or something, and I'll be taking a left hand turn, and Drew will be like, "Clear right." I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. We're glad you're looking out for me. <laughs> God, I'd love to have my wife that do that. That's what's I love that. Okay. <laughs> although, although every once in a while he gets his right and his left mixed up, so. <laughs> it, it's well, because I'm, I'm looking back to the direction I'm looking towards and stuff. It's a bad habit. <laughs> I, I don't think you have much to worry about because I am certain Drew carries in his pocket a tourniquet at all times. That in motion. It's actually around my waist, and I call it a belt. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was yellow. Oh wait, and it doubles as a tie. <laughs> yeah, I like that picture with the uh, with the PT, the PT belt, the reflection belt as the tie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we're trying to get that into production. Like, really adamant about that. It, it's make proven it to be a little bit tough. Make yeah. them in, make them that. into clip-ons, man. That makes I can believe sense. that. Well, this has been so much fun having you guys on the show. I mean, we only have what about how many minutes do we have left, Dave? About ten, eleven, up, so. eleven minutes. Oh, eleven minutes. This has been <laughs> so much fun. And you know what, Drew? So here's how we got this idea. We had Courtney on, who does the Honest Dependa videos, right? Right. We were on two weeks ago, and she said that she had heard from you that you had reached out to her, and. I, I just happened to say while we had Courtney on the show, I was like, oh, we really need to get him on our show. And two weeks later, here you are. Oh, you know, you know, it, it's funny that, uh, that, that, uh, that, you know, she's doing so well with, uh, with everything that she's doing. She's um, so funny. I, I always thought, I've always thought, you know, cause you know, we really rag on the pandas, especially me. I think it's funny. Um, and I said, somebody is going to come out and, and represent the pandas. It, it was just a matter of who. I get a lot of requests. You should do this. You should do that. And my, my, a lot of my answers is usually, usually, well, you should do it and see how that works out for you, you know. And, 
that's uh, what happened and to I've me. always I've all yeah and I've always thought that that, that for, on the dependent side there's gonna be someone because this is just too easy not to do there's gonna be someone that's gonna do it she's doing it exactly the way I thought somebody should do so kudos to her yeah she's, she's a phenomenon so that one yeah. that she did where she was waiting on online with you know waiting on the phone with Tricare for three hours. Oh my god, I was dying because I yeah I have been there. I, 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 I really like that. her her uh, her her uh, her video on like working out with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. That, yep. that was so would, good. You know what would be hilarious to see is you two collaborate. She does yep. her honest dependent side where she plays your dependent and you are the active duty MP and it's a conversation, but instead of flashing to somebody in a wig like she normally does, she flashes to yeah. you and you're doing your part as the service member and she's as the dependent back and forth. That would be gold, viral gold. Oh yeah, we 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 have spoken about it. We actually put together some ideas on it, and then this was around the time where I was moving to San Antonio, and then I moved to San Antonio, and I started moving around in San Antonio. So I haven't been able to get back uh, touch base with her again, but I'm definitely interested in getting that done with her. So, what part of San Antonio did you move into, by the way? The South Side, uh, Brooks. Oh, you poor guy. No, it's I'm beautiful over here. Oh, you need to be over close to Randolph. I'm telling you, over on the east side, that's the place to be, dude. Yeah. You're well, in the we're ghetto. not too far from, like, the Alamo. We're, like, we're like 12 minutes away from the Alamo. Yeah. And well, we moved everything. into, like, yeah, and we moved into, like, pretty much brand new apartment complex. We're one of the first residents. So when we moved out, nice. it, was a, it was a decision to uh, that we wanted to make because we really didn't know San I did enough research, honestly, when I moved to San Antonio. I just knew that I wanted to go to San Antonio. And, um, and I was like, well, let's be, let's be one of the first tents in this apartment complex. Everything is beautiful. Everything is brand new. Let's do the first, let's do the first lease out here. And by when the lease is over, we have, we should already know where everything is in San Antonio. And then we'll move accordingly when the lease is done. But yeah, right now, yeah. we, we really love it. The apartment complex is beautiful. Well, get your butt down into downtown San Antonio, right there along the river Riverwalk, and yeah. get your VFW membership transferred over to to Post 76, because that's right. the oldest post, the oldest standing post in uh, in the entire world for VFW. Wow, they've uh, been around wow. forever. It's a beautiful place. It's an amazing three story mansion that was given to the VFW. Right after, right after what war happened between World War One and World War Two, something like that, <clears throat> Spanish-American War, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> okay. yeah, of course, you know, you don't have to worry about the the, the Spanish-American side stuff, so don't worry about that. Get, get it transferred over there and have some fun. I mean, dude, that would be a great place to shoot some videos too around that area, like right along the Riverwalk. Oh. Dude, I love San Antonio. I, I lived over in Converse area when we were there. And uh, my VFW post, or my American Legion post, was over uh, uh, 593 over in uh, Kirby. Just 
it's that's the town that butts up against Randolph Air Force Base. Hmm. But I don't know okay. what American leader is close to you. I think it's like ninety nine or something like that. So be a good place to go. Oh, I think we just we lost, lost Drew. Yeah, he, he did. Drew, and that right? happens. He no, was he was getting a little bit call back. Yeah, he was he was starting to break up a little bit. Yeah. Which meant his internet connection was being a little yep. bit screwy. Now he's back. Hi, Drew. Sorry about that, guys. No, That's okay. Hey, I I I know San Antonio internet sucks there. Almost almost as bad <laughs> as German internet. <laughs> Hey, I've got we've got a couple minutes left. I got a question, a headline question. I, I, you know, we're on a we're on a spouse show. What do you what are you guys' feelings on this latest headline of FBI translator spied on ISIS fighter then married him? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I'm kind of a little blown that. by that one. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I have not seen that one. Wow. Yeah, that's I told you this morning pre coffee, and I was like, shut the fuck up. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, seriously, my kid was like, "Mommy, that's a bad word." I'm like, "Sorry." <laughs> yeah, well, it is pretty. It is pretty messed up. So yeah. Yeah. I re- I really want to know how that ISIS guy was like. Hey, so you want to go grab some coffee? <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. I was like, "How did that happen?" Is it two guys? Is it two guys that got married? No, it's a woman and a and a, <laughs> and a man. Yeah. It would have been. It would have been funnier if it was two guys that get married and it's like you're an ISIS and you're gay. Yeah, let's see. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they snuck yeah, off the street to happened. get married. I don't know that I don't understand that at all. That really, I was like, shut up! Oh my god, I'm not I mean, too early in the morning for that shit. And I, this is going to be completely politically incorrect and completely wrong in, in so many ways. But hey. Maybe being gay is a big, huge thing in the Islamic world because, you know, they wear things from the cover them up from head to toe. And all you see is their eyes, a little bit of eyeliner. and Anybody can be a woman. (laughs) Hey, listen to this. This is great. So the guy, the ISIS guy, his name is Dennis Cuspert, and he's a notorious former German rapper who went by the name Deso Dog. Yeah, oh that's crazy. God, this just gets weirder yeah. and weirder. <laughs> wow. She was probably a fan. She was probably a fan of his music. It's not too far off. Do you realize here in Germany they've got like thirty two different political parties and they go from oh, all God. different directions? Oh yeah. From the ac- yeah, actual old fashioned Nazis to the ultra conservative conservative conservatives. I mean, really? right to the right, to the right, 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 right wing. I think that's MW or uh, NPW. Um, all the way to the left, left, all the way far left, as left as you can go, and let's go a little bit more left. Um, there is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And elections guess- are like every other weekend. Yeah, they have a lot of elections wow. over there. That's so strange, though. Who falls in love? I mean, I just, I can't imagine being like, oh, that guy is really great. He fights for ISIS. And they yeah. are so nice to people. <laughs> I yep. love the way he treats me. Let's get married. Yeah, well, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. If you watched range, if you watched range 15, a blow-up doll could work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I 
love wow. that movie. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I watched, uh, when I watched Range 15, I was sc- watching the, the credits as they rolled by because there was some great music going on. And turns out, hey, that great music was put out by you, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, me and Rob made a song for those guys. Um, it was awesome, Killing Zombies or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. We A lot of our stuff is a lot more serious, I guess, and we had a lot of fun just being silly and writing some stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You are awesome. You guys are awesome. We have about two minutes left. Is there anything you guys want to kick out in this next two minutes that that needs to get out there for the rest of the world, like upcoming tours or albums that you're working on or or maybe even some some timeline release dates? Uh, Yeah, let's see. What do we got going on? We are going to be releasing an acoustic version of 22. uh, (gasps) Yeah. Uh, maybe I think in like two weeks we're gonna put that out. We have a video nice. for it, like a a video of us playing the song, and um, it's gonna be coming out in two weeks. So we're excited about that. Oh. <laughs> That'll be what awesome. A- we'll promote it on our. We'll promote it for you guys too. We'll make Thank sure that everyone gets to hear it. Yeah, it's gonna be so nice. What else we have going on? Um, there's just I'm I'm on my YouTube channel. I'm gonna be. Uh, releasing little videos of behind the scenes stuff and us talking about the songs and things like that. Just more, um, if you want to know more about our process and what we were thinking with the songs, we'll be putting stuff out like that. Well, 22 um, has a video. So is any of the other tracks going to have a video? Yes, for sure. For sure. Okay, cool. We'll be watching for them. I'm so glad y'all were on the show today. Thank you so much, Charlie. And thank you, Drew. I appreciate having you both on the show today. It's been so much fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, we appreciate it, too. And you're coming back. I'm going to reserve you right now. We will be having you guys come back. Awesome. Yeah. That'll work. All right, guys. See you guys. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the only podcast worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouts, with Susan Reynolds and Dave Etter. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on. Coffee on.